Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, 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 what an interesting 24, 36, 48 hours in sports. I mean, good thing we have three hours to talk sports yeah. here on a daily basis. We have plenty to talk about. Uh, here on a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It's Tuesdays from Top Golf. And uh, welcome aboard here on ESPN 690. Kind of fired up for today's show. We got a lot to talk about. I always like that. Uh, we'll go around the NFL, including who's the strangest team in the NFL right now? I mean, there are a bunch of candidates. I've got one that sticks out to me, though. So we'll get to around the league a little bit later on. More about the Jags. We hear from James Robinson last night on Jags Report Live. We asked him about uh, sitting out for as many plays. He was obviously a big topic yesterday. I feel like I'm finally getting over that. And maybe that's just because of all the news has kept me busy. Yeah. Uh, but it did take me a little while to get over that. Sure. And I'm still not sure I'm completely over that. Uh, coming up at 5 uh, each and every Tuesday, except for the last two, Josh Scobie joins <laughs> us uh, for Tuesdays at Top Golf, And uh, also, finally, you know how long I've been working on this. You've, Zach been, Miller. you've been very persistent on this one. I have, like yeah. every week. I yep. text him. And uh, Zach Miller, former Jags tight end, former Chicago Bears tight end. Yeah. And uh, he's got a new job now, uh, and we're going to talk to him. He'll join, you, of course, former teammates of you yep, and Josh. For sure. And, uh, I mean, thanks for really trying to hook it up, by the way. I mean, I had to pepper him, pepper him. You guys, he obviously didn't like you guys as teammates because you no, guys had zero not. influence to well, get him on. That's just how we roll as former teammates, man. Like, if he wants to come on, he can come on. But, I, I mean, I'm not in the, the realm of bothering people. That's more your job. That is so, my job. So pretty we appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah, so we appreciate I'm, I'm it. I'm relentless. Yes, you are. Is what they say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, we'll have that coming up. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, how about the how about the college coaching circle, man? I mean, it's nuts. Uh, it, there's a lot of different ways to go here. but And it all ends up back in the lap of, of here in Jacksonville and Urban Meyer, who uh, essentially has already said through through folks that he's not interested he's staying the course here in jacksonville mm -hmm. and we'll get to that part of it but just overall i mean is this good for college football is it bad for college football does it matter uh, we all get sick about the money the money seems so extreme mm -hmm. should we someday put a cap on this thing i mean what are your thoughts as you go lincoln riley from a great program in oklahoma a legacy program to usc obviously a very good program and, and hasn't been what it should and now notre dame man I mean, we got a guy leaving notre dame and he's been winning at Notre Dame and going to LSU, which also is a great job, but he left Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, to me, see, this isn't going to change. Like, this is just what college football is now um, in terms of millions of dollars you can accumulate, and obviously you're always trying to chase the next big thing if you're a coach because it's like I always say, it's not about the money, it's what the money says, you know, and, and if Chip Kelly, I mean, we'll see what that looks like, and Lincoln Riley, we kind of saw the reports a little bit, the rumors, we'll see what the final results look like in that. But obviously that money says that, hey, we want you extremely bad. And, and it's good to be at places where you're wanted. That being said, though, if you talk about Chip Kelly go from Oklahoma to USC, you talk about Kelly. I'm, I'm sorry. Chip, you talk about uh, <laughs> what did I just Brian say? Kelly. Yeah, Brian Kelly. I'm sorry. Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU or Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma to USC. These are just, to me, they're stagnant moves. To me, Notre Dame is just as good, if not better, um, as LSU is. To me, right now, Oklahoma, in terms of their fan base and their support, um, it's almost better than I think USC would be. So that's what's really baffling to me right now is the fact that 
these don't seem to be like moves that um, are on a different plane. They're, they're, on the, they're on the same plane. I mean, it's more money, okay. Maybe it's it's more power, fine. But like, if I'm Chip Kelly, or yeah, if I'm Brian Kelly, sorry, I don't know why I would ever leave Notre Dame because that seems like a pretty good spot. If I'm Lincoln Riley, you know, I kind of brought in, uh, Oklahoma to a new echelon, if you will, the college football playoffs and everything. Um, you know, I had Heisman quarterback after Heisman quarterback. I don't know why I would leave that spot. Maybe it's the challenge. Maybe it's the ego. I just don't understand making these move and staying at positions. Better job, LSU or Notre Dame. And I think what you're telling me right now is staying at Notre Dame. That yeah, necessarily yeah. means a better job, but... I mean, if you're Brian Kelly, what's the lure? It's got to be the money. And that's why Lincoln Riley, it's got to be the money. Do you see the reports? Yeah. I mean, it's $110 million. It's a $6 million Malibu home. It's mm -hmm. it's paying a million dollars more for my Norman, Oklahoma homes. I mean, Southern California or Norman, Oklahoma, right? I mean, people would, you know, people are different. Some people want to go for the glitz and glamour. Some people are just happy being, you know, right there in Norman, Oklahoma and being the guy forever. Like, people are different in that regard. But here's one thing where people are not that different. When you're making $45 million and you can go make $110 million, mm -hmm. well, I think most people are going to do that. And I think that's the case with Brian Kelly as well because Notre Dame doesn't pay top dollar. Uh, they, yeah. they we're not paying him a ton of money like others. Uh, now, there are some people saying with incentives and other things he's making $6, 7000000 million. But if you look up his salary, it's like $2.67 million or something like that. I don't know what the latest on this. But Poverty, $2.6 I know, but in, in college. Unbelievable. So, yeah, but you just said, what does the money say? No, and for so sure. if you're Brian Kelly and you're like, they're going to give me $10 million a year or whatever it is, and Notre Dame won't give me this without me going to beg for it yeah. or come with a job, and what else have they done to kind of skirt those dollars in the program to make life difficult on Brian Kelly? Or maybe he just wants to rejuvenate. He's 60 years old. He's been there 12 years. Maybe it's getting a little stale for him. Mm. He feels like he's done as much as he can, even though he hasn't won a title so there's various reasons why i just don't understand why these guys just don't tell us why like just tell us why be honest about it yeah no i mean it's it, it comes down to the money that's exactly what it is because like i said they're they're both stagnant jobs now i'm not to me it makes things interesting college football it's it's a great talking line now you're intrigued next year of of how lsu is going to be you're intrigued next year of how usc is going to be and i'll be honest i haven't talked a lot about usc in terms of you know, predictions in terms of hype in a long time, maybe since Pete Carroll left. I mean, there's been expectations put forth, but they never seem to uh, meet those expectations. Now maybe Lincoln Riley going there, you know, he can bring some lifeblood um, into the Pac-12, which I think desperately needs it compared to the SEC. So uh, I think they're both moves that, you know, in the landscape of things of college football, I think they're good for. Now, you know, you, you lie to your student-athletes, and, and there's that whole story as well. Um, you know, that's just college football. Uh, I don't get too caught up in that. I mean, if a coach sits in your kitchen and tells you he's going to be there for four years, you're, you're naive to believe him. Well, that's true. Right? If it, we it, know better, right? Yeah, you, you should know better by now because you should know how the story always plays out. They're always on to bigger and better things. They're always on to, to more money. The whole narrative that I don't like, though, and this is more of Brian Kelly than is Lincoln Riley as far as I know right now, is that... Brian Kelly told his players via text first because word got out. Now, I understand the narrative always is, okay, well, you know, I mean, the, the, the press always going to get a hold of it first before the players. I think that's bogus. I think that if you are on the fence or if you are even for sure that you can go to LSU, you meet with your players first. You don't give the, I'm definitely coming to LSU. You don't tell them that until you talk to your players. I think you at least owe them that amount of respect. 
Now, if you want to leave and go someplace else, that's fine. I mean, that's more power to you. That's the way the business is ran. The players have the transfer portal, so it's kind of even at this point. And then there's there's NIL as well, so players are getting money as well. So I, I don't like I don't feel bad for the players. That's the way the landscape is now. But I do feel bad from the standpoint of they weren't told this until they saw it on Twitter, until they saw it on Instagram. That's not right. I think if you're a college football coach and you're a man, I think the best thing to do is tell your players first and then go from there. Here, here's the thing about that, okay? And, and I'll go back and forth with people, and I understand that. You would like to in a perfect world, and I believe these guys in a perfect world would like to be able to go to LSU, interview for the job, or get the phone call, whatever it is. It sounds like he was at LSU. So it goes to LSU. They get everything done. He would like to fly back, call a team meeting, and say, hey, I'm going. Well, in this day and age, somebody's talking. <laughs> you know, somebody's mm. leaking it, mm. and that's what happened. And so, how, now, I'm not sure a text would have been what you should do because that was weak as well. Just call the meeting. It was an 11-minute meeting, apparently. Uh, there were some reports of the Lincoln-Riley meeting was like, everybody was like, get out of here, dude. See ya. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know how factual those were, but I don't, I'm not surprised by that. I understand. I would be pissed off, too. Like, if I'm the university, if I'm the president, if I'm the administration, I'm not in the loop. Uh, listen, if you and I are going to go interview for another job, the common courtesy and most likely thing that we're going to do, unless it's just this, unless we're just mad at everybody, yeah. is we're going to say, hey, we're going to peek around here. Just I got a good opportunity. I just want to let you know mm -hmm. that I might have an opportunity. might not work out, but I might have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Is that feasible for guys like Kelly and guys like Lincoln Riley to do in today's world? Because yes. he brings his team in there and says, hey, guys, just to let you know, I might be peeking around here a little bit. Well, then they're all yapping and well, talking no, too, right? I mean, that's not what you do. To me, if I'm Brian Kelly and I go to LSU and I'm in contact of, uh, of signing a contract where I'm going to be the head coach, I say this to, the, to whoever is in charge of making that happen, who's ever in charge of facilitating that. I will look at the contract, I will sign the contract, but I need to talk to my players first. If you can respect that, then let me do that. If not, then find another coach. I think that that's respectable enough from LSU, and I think that's respectable enough from Brian Kelly where they can get that done. Now, if word leaks out that Brian Kelly might be signing a contract soon, well, then, you know, so be it. But that's the power of the media, I guess. But I think you at least owe it to your players to sit down to them face-to-face -face before you plan on another, you know, empowered endeavor, if you will, of going to coach LSU. I, I will say this. I don't understand. Here's my biggest claim of it. I don't want to hear Nick Saban. And Nick Saban, I know he's not like a culprit in this. But the bottom line is he's the big daddy in college football, and I've heard him say this stuff, and other coaches will too. You hate the transfer portal. Well, guess what? College coach, I don't ever want to hear you say I hate the transfer portal again. Mm -hmm. Because, one, it's helping you win faster. But, two, you're doing the same thing. And I know not everybody is, but these guys are, and they're the faces of it. And so if they're going to walk out the door it at midnight in the dark and, and go to get another job and because it's good for them and good for their family and most people would well then stop telling me that a kid can't do the same thing so don't i don't want to hear that again because i'm throwing chip kelly and and lincoln i'm sorry brian kelly just yeah yeah and, brian chip kelly kelly train. and uh and lincoln riley in the same boat right back at him. Yeah. Uh, and if, if nick saban ever brings it up in a press conference then i hope somebody in alabama which it probably wouldn't would say the same thing well what about these guys coach what about these guys leaving is that okay and then maybe he'll go on a rant about them too but I just, I don't want to hear that ever again. I don't know how feasible it is to do this all the right way. But I will say this. In today's day and age, who cares if you publicize it? Does it matter? 
like even if it if you did meet with your team say hey guys i'm going down to lsu tonight because yeah. i might take the job yeah and they come out and all of a sudden rumors start spreading sure that hey he's going down there yeah if you take the job well you took the job right no, lsu sure. doesn't care they don't swing and miss yeah yeah if you don't take the job well isn't that just leverage that you're wanted and you're at Notre Dame, you're staying, and I chose Notre Dame, and I'm, I'm glad I'm here, and you're just going to get more money, which is what's going to go on with the backdoor dealing anyway with your agent yeah. if you do stay at Notre Dame. What I don't understand is who cares if you tell everybody? In terms of the players? Like, you think you should tell the players? Yeah, like, I do. Like, yeah. I don't understand why you can't be transparent about the process. Oh, we yeah, all know yeah. Billy well, Napier is up for a big so, job. We all know Brian yeah. Kelly. Well, no, we don't know, but Brian Kelly can but just then say, how hey. is how is that going to work with recruiting, though? If you're if you're taking other looks at other places, how are you going to sit in someone's kitchen and be like, well, hey, I wanted to come to Notre Dame, but I'm also looking at LSU. Can you okay. please sign the dotted line? That's a fair question, but then the answer to this is there's no perfect way to do it. Because I can find potholes no, in every kind of way that you try to do. The only thing I'm going to say is, to me, the only perfect way, and the, yeah, people are going to get upset regardless of what you do. I just think man-to-man, you know, when, when you brought those players in, and yes, you're a football coach, but you're also supposed to be a mentor and, you know, trying to, you know, grow young men, if you will, and get them ready for society. If that is really your, your goal... Then you sit down with those players, you talk to them, you let them know what's going on. They're not going to be happy, obviously, because you're leaving, but at least you give them the common courtesy to know, you know what, I'm going to a different, different spot. I want you guys to hear this first. I didn't want you to read it on Twitter, didn't want you to read it on Instagram, because to me, if that happens and your players read that, th then you're a coward. Like, I think Brian Kelly's a coward because he didn't tell his players first. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe it's not feasible because of the power of the media. But I would do everything in my power if I was a head coach to at least do that and give his players the benefit of the doubt. All right, so the other part of this now is the dominoes fall, and it's been a wild time, and, and college football is going to continue to be wild. We can all sit here and complain about the money and the 10 years and the this and that. They obviously have it, folks. And then so don't complain about NILs and all the rest, uh, right? It, it, again, it, the, the, the coaches have created all this. We've talked about that a lot, but they've created – I don't know if you put a cap on people's earnings. I, I don't think you do that. I, I'm not a believer in that. Mm. Uh, but the, the money's silly. The money's crazy. The, the, it's outlandish, quite frankly. It's really embarrassing if you look at some of the dollars that are being out there to coach. I said that, I, I will say this even more later. I think football coach is the most overrated coach in, in <laughs> I think we can find more good football coaches for less money. Yeah. Like, outside of Saban and Belichick, I could tell you, I, I could find a lot of coaches to do the job well sure. and probably come up with similar results mm -hmm. for a lot less money. I'm a firm believer in that. I think we give way too much credit to some of these coaches. Mm -hmm. They get lucky. They get resources. They do a good job. I'm not take, telling you they're not good, but they're not this... They're not $10 million better than the next guy, in my opinion. They all grew up in the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some are just more organized or a little more smart, right, or crafty in terms of selling recruits. Mm -hmm. Some have a little bit more, but does anybody have the whole package that much better? Well, Saban's a great CEO. Belichick is unbelievable what he's built. Yep. So you got to give those guys the nod. Outside of those two guys, I'm not sure there's much separation between the rest of them. I think you get a little lucky. You could Dabo for a while was pretty Dabo good. Dabo feels like he could. I almost put him in the conversation, yeah. and I think that's fair to, to argue that. But you get my point. Yep. There's only five of them, say. Sure. Right? There's not – you don't have to go find 60-year-old Brian Kelly. You could have found 40-year-old defensive coordinator, and he might win just as much as Kelly at LSU is my contention. Yeah, but who's going to – what's going to move the needle more? 
uh, a 40-year-old defensive corner you never heard of before or Brian Kelly from Notre Dame if you're LSU? Well, winning. Sure. And winning big. So sure. let's find out who wins big, I guess. But, I, I mean, did, but did, does Brian Kelly have a history of winning? Yeah, he does. But not big. Okay, but did, do we know what defensive coordinator could do? Well, we, we don't. Okay, I'll just give you this. Napier okay. would have been half the cost in their own backyard. Sure. All right? Sure. And I would contend that, yeah, I think for he's 42 years old. LSU, he could be there for the next 20 years. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, rather than Brian Kelly now is even going to make the contract but who, who's at 60. Who's getting more headlines right now, Napier or Brian Kelly? Well, yeah, absolutely. But, again. Well, this, I mean, this is an arms race. Like, in terms of recruiting, I mean, who do you think is going to have the advantage right now, year one of recruiting? Are we talking Florida LSU? Or LSU? Yeah, or uh, Florida. Yeah, I, I would say LSU, but I also think part of LSU is because they've got built-in choppers and private planes, and huh. they've committed more dollars and resources to it as well, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. and by the way, and, and Kelly comes with name recognition, but up, up, up in the Midwest, not necessarily down in the South. Like, mm -hmm. his roots aren't here, although Notre Dame, you know, recruits all over the place. All right, so the biggest thing from a local standpoint, Urban Meyer's going to stay in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. We can we can go around on this, hey, it's his dream job. Uh, I went up and talked to his buddies in January. They said they thought the only job that he would come back for would be Notre Dame. They really <laughs> did. Like, yeah. they told me that. Yeah. But he obviously, the ship has sailed on college. He had chances in other colleges to go, and he didn't, and he doesn't like uh, all the new stuff that comes with college, from the NIL to the transfer portal to the other things. Mm -hmm. And now he says, basically, I'm sticking it out here, man. I'm in for the long haul. Boy, I guess my, after watching Twitter last night and assuming that maybe Notre Dame would come get Urban Meyer yeah. and the Jags being 2-9 and nine, and this fan base not being in love with Urban right now, are you happy that he's going to stay here for the long haul is really the most, well, Blunt question I can um, ask. Yeah, am I happy about it? I mean, I definitely want to see this thing through. All right, I, I want to see what this thing is supposed to be or what you had envisioned. But more than am I happy or not, I, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Like, if, if I was to put some money down, it, it would have been a 99% battle. He's staying in Jacksonville, and, and he's not going back to the college ranks because we talk about this all the time. When you've won as much in college as Urban Meyer has. I mean, there's not much left for you to do. I agree. So then you move to the NFL, and we'll see what happens. You know, the way that he left Florida, the way that things are left in Ohio State, some people want to pick that apart and, and say it was bad. And you know what? More power to him. They're entitled to their opinion. But if he was to leave Jacksonville in the middle of his first season, there is no coming back from that in terms of your reputation. Like right now, yeah, your reputation in Jacksonville, it's not good, right? I mean, after the Cincinnati stuff, the way your team's doing right now, the way it looks on the field, it's obviously not good. But if you were to tuck your tail and go back to the college ranks and not even complete a full season, that will, would kill your reputation. People would, would, would have a field day with that, and there's no coming back with that no matter how many national championships you win at Notre Dame. So I think, once again, just from being a man, I think Urban Meyer wants to see this through, and then I don't blame him. Um, I think from just from being a man, he doesn't want to tuck his tail and say, yeah, I quit. It's getting too hard. I'm out of here. Yes. You, you, that's not his makeup, I think. Right? I mean, I don't know Urban Meyer personally. Um, I've talked to him a couple times, but I don't know the guy personally. But I think in, in his character, in his makeup, he's not a guy that's going to walk away when it gets tough and then tuck his tail and say, yeah, it, was, it wasn't what I thought it was. We'll see you later. I think he will at least wants to finish this season and make it right. Let me give you the number one reason why Urban Meyer to Notre Dame isn't going to happen. 
because he's making like 10 to 12 million dollars or something like that here in Jacksonville. Mm. What just happened is Brian Kelly got the bank to go to LSU. They lured him away. The Brinks truck went to USC and lured Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, even though he was already making a lot of money, but he just got that much more. I mean, you can't turn down that kind of money. Like, that's stupidity almost, right? And then you get to the challenge of and my dream job and USC or, in this case, Notre Dame. But that, I mean, how much is Notre Dame going to pay? They've obviously proven to Brian Kelly they're not that kind of money anyway. But, so, But here's the thing, though. I mean, do they think they're going to lose Brian Kelly? Maybe they got too cocky. Maybe they thought, maybe. you know what, Brian Kelly's here for life. He's not going anywhere. All of a sudden, you lose him to LSU, and now you look back. Who's to say some boosters don't come forward or anyone's come forward and say, you know what, we need a guy, we need to make a wave here. We just lost a big guy in Brian Kelly. Let's get Urban Meyer. Let's write that blank check and see what it's going to take to get Urban Meyer. Because, you know, if you, if you compare it, yeah, Brian Kelly, great coach, does not have the track record of Urban Meyer that goes no. at, at the college level. So who's to say Notre Dame wouldn't give him what the Jaguars did? Yeah, Urban I mean, Meyer. maybe, maybe. But I'm, what I'm saying is it's not like this bump. Like, they'd have to give him 15, 18 million a year to get him to be like, holy totally. cow, yeah. I can't turn that down. Like, sure. that's what these guys just look like they got offered, at least, yeah. on paper. So I think that, that plays a role in it, uh, certainly there. Here's what else it does. And this is either good or bad news. This shows me that ShotCon isn't planning on making a move at the end of this year. Urban Meyer's not planning on going anywhere at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. And he's now said this multiple times, and I know words are cheap when they talk about coaches, but I really get the feel that he is sticking this through. Like, all his words about the owner and the trust that he put into him and what he handed over to him, he says, I'm going to make this work for Shad Khan. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe for the people here in Jacksonville and the fans as well. But I think this is a little bit about Urban trying to say, I'm going to get this right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out. Now, can he is another question because it's off to a rocky start it's here in Jacksonville. Question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a giant question. Yeah, and, and I wish I had that answer. I, I have no idea. No, none of point. us do. Um, I have no idea. People would bet against um, it right now, though. I, and and I could very well see that. Um, you know, if you're asking me, I thought it would have looked a lot better. Now, the record, I think, would have you know been very comparable to what I expected it to be, but the way that it looks on the field, I thought it would have been a lot better by this point. Yeah, me too. So, you know, in terms of expectations, they obviously haven't been reached. They haven't been met. Um, you know, I, I do think this is going to be more than a one-year deal. I really do. I think from Urban's side, he wants to make things right. And I think from Shad Khan's side, I'm not – because we don't know what the contract looks like. At least I don't know what the contract now, looks like. Now, nobody really I mean, it knows. It never got announced. Yeah, it never did. But it's I think, all uh, speculation. Yeah, but I think the last thing Shad Khan wants to do is after the season is cut ties – and then have to pay over a lump sum and say, oh, well, you tried, here's some free money, yeah. you know, we have to go another direction. Like, yeah, I get Chad worth a lot of money, but it's, it's still his money. He is not And you don't want to wait yet. The yeah. only way he would do that is if somebody came and got the money, and so he's off the hook for it, Correct. right? Yeah. Like a Notre Dame. Yeah. Or if Urban does something else, where that would ruin the where contract. Where it was grounds for dismissal. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so that's the only thing. He is not just going to say, I'm giving up on this thing, mm -hmm. unless there's reason to do it. And I'm talking concrete reason. Now, he started that search probably back in on the Cincinnati game and after on that weekend. If there's another incident like that, then we'll be talking differently. Uh, and maybe there's grounds for dismissal. But the bottom line is what I get out of this is Chad's in it for the long haul, at least for a few years, you know, because he signed him up to a pretty lengthy deal. He admitted to that. And Urban's in it for a while. And Urban knows his legacy. Urban is a legacy play. And he obviously isn't. He, he's, he's, he knows that he can't just turn around and quit on this yeah. and walk out the door. 
And I know this. He sure as hell doesn't want his NFL record to look like 3-14 and 14 or 2-15 and 15 after one year and see you later. Yeah. He ain't going for that. So he's going to try to flip this thing around. Can he is a different question. Uh, we'll talk more about it when we come back. I also have this question, what if he went to Notre Dame? Because it's kind of fun just to play. I mean, how wild would that be? <laughs> We're at the 10-year anniversary of the news conference where the Jags got sold yeah. and Jack Del Rio got fired. I mean, this would be an unbelievable turn of events if all of a sudden Notre Dame had come calling for Urban Meyer and he walked out the door. Do you think the action news chopper would be following him as, as he left? Yes. It I would? mean, I would be flapping my so. own wings to try I to hope follow so. him. Amen I mean, that. it would be an unbelievable story. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tuesdays at Top Golf. we're not done with this yet. we got more Jags talk, NFL talk, college talk. Uh, looks like Anthony Richardson staying uh, with the Gators, so that could be good news for Billy Napier. Uh, we talk all about it and some James Robinson talk, what he had to say last night on Jags Report Live. It's all on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from Top Golf here on a Tuesday. I've been telling you uh, for months and months about Easy Garage Solutions. It's interesting that we put up our tree. We hadn't done the ornaments yet, but uh, this morning I was in the garage and all the boxes and bins elevated. And so go up on a ladder, and I get those Christmas decorations down. Now I don't have to move, like, five boxes off each other and then get the Christmas decorations, which are buried on the bottom. So that's nice. Also, Easy Garage Solutions will not only elevate your bins and, and boxes, but they'll also hang things on the wall, like e uh, monkey bar technology uh, for your bikes and for your beach chairs. So you really clear off the floor space. That's what we intended to do, and uh, Easy Garage Solutions helped us do that. We absolutely love it, and it's good at Christmas time as well. EasyGarageSolutions.com. Go check them out. Easy Garage Solutions. It's that easy. Hey, what's up? It's Austin Lane. Check out Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 or ESPN690.com. Uh, there's no chance that uh, I'm, I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. So that is Urban Meyer back in September when, remember, after the first week the USC job came open and everybody was already asking Urban about, what about that job? Yeah. Are you going to go get that job? And, uh, well, he put that to bed. And now he'll be asked again uh, by the L.A. media uh, this afternoon and then tomorrow by us and just to confirm that he's here for the long haul. But the word is he's long, uh, here for the long haul, and that's not surprising um, to me at all. Uh, again, I really think what lures people, you can have feelings, right? You can have your dream job, but by the time... By the time you say you dream job, when did he say that? Like 20 years ago? 15 years ago? Things change, man. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, if I was 15 years ago in this business, I would have said, hey, man, I really want to go to ESPN someday. I have no desire to go to ESPN. Yeah. Like, none. Like, I like Jacksonville. I like it. i got a good life. My life's fine. Sure. You know what lures me? If ESPN says, hey, Brent, you can go make 10 times what you're making. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm stupid if I don't take that it. That would lure anybody. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's what lures people. Well, to me, Urban Meyer, he doesn't need that. Not because he has a lot of money, because he's already making a ton of money in Jacksonville. Notre Dame's not going to trump the dollars by doubling it up. Yeah. So that's really why I think it's not a surprise that he'd be interested. And, and there is this other part of it. How much do you really think 
Uh, Brett McMurphy tweeted at me today when I asked about it a little bit. In, well, because he had said 85% of AD said they wouldn't touch Urban Meyer after the Ohio incident. Yeah. I said, well, that leaves 15%. He said, well, none that can win a championship. So he must have asked the big-time ADs about it. Sure. First of all, ADs don't run the show. The booster money people run the show. Keep in mind of that. Yeah. Uh, most of, if a booster guy comes up and he's got millions of dollars and he says, I want Urban Meyer, I don't care what the hell he did in that bar, you're going to listen. Do you think it's different throughout Notre Dame? It might be. Yeah. It might be. But, Mike, uh, so do you think that impacts teams wanting to come get Urban Meyer, that incident alone? Yeah, I think it comes think into question. Do you think it's still fresh enough? Yeah, I think it comes into question for sure. I mean, I think for, like, for Notre Dame, yeah. Uh, I think because, you know, I say Notre Dame just because, you know, they're, they're independent, number one, but number two, they're, they're just... They're different. I, yeah, they, they are different. I, I don't know. Like, in terms... I don't want to say... Pre- I don't prestige is the right word, but it seems like... You know, in terms of vetting and everything, they would be a little more strict than a lot of programs would be, I would say. Yeah, but listen, they, they still, I would say this, and I believe this, yeah, you'd have to answer to it. There's a stain on Urban Meyer from that night mm-hmm. and from that weekend. But I don't think, we don't talk about it every day. Uh, people in Notre Dame wouldn't talk about it every day. I mean, there was an incident with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, and they don't bring that up every day. I mean, but, he's won a lot of football games sure. since that. But let me ask you this, It's a totally different incident, by the way. If Urban Meyer doesn't do that thing in Cincinnati, do we talk about him going to USC? Do we talk about him going well, to Notre Dame? Prior, but okay, yeah, sorry. But I, do I don't think so. That's yeah. my point. Like, I don't think that's the deal. Bre- like, I'm not saying Notre Dame isn't coming after Urban Meyer. I don't yeah. even know. They might still call Urban Meyer. Sure. I'm saying Urban Meyer's not going to Notre Dame because times have changed in his life, and he's also making top dollar here in Jacksonville. Mm. I, I don't think the call is either going to happen or not, and I don't really think the Ohio incident had, had, has anything to do with whether they're going to make the call or not. Okay. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. I mean, people might differ there, yeah. but I, I don't believe so. Uh, let me ask you this, just for fun. If if Urban Meyer were to go to Notre Dame, and he says he's not, so it's just hy- hypothetical. Sure. Would he win at no- Would he win a national title at Notre Dame? <sighs> would he win a national title at Notre Dame in the first four years? I would say no. I think like depending how long he plans on staying, maybe eventually. But I think not play. I don't know. Like it all depends what their schedule looks like and all that good stuff. I don't think he would. I'm telling you, man. It's hard. Here, here's the thing. Of what's really interesting about Brian Kelly? I think I read this yesterday. He's got for 2022. He's got the fourth ranked class in the country, and for 2023, he's got the second ranked class in the country. I think Urban Meyer would do a hell of a job of keeping those kind of rankings. First of all, like so, he's not yeah, starting but, from like 50th and recruiting. Okay, but those guys are probably going to leave though too. Some of them will, but yeah. my point is, being Urban Meyer might be able to keep some of those guys, sure, and more maybe. than whoever they're going to get. Yeah, more yeah. than Luke Fickle, more than whoever. Yeah. And so, because Urban Meyer's got the resume and the pedigree to say, hey, we are going to uh, win national titles. We're mm-hmm. going to win big, and mm-hmm. we're going to get you to the NFL. Sure. Because that's still the sell, right? That's mm-hmm. still the sell to so many kids. And so I. I don't know, man. This guy's got it figured out in the college ranks. He sure as hell doesn't have it figured out right now in the NFL. Yeah. But he's got it figured out in the college ranks where he wins national championships. I mean, that's the trend. If he were to go there, I think he would win a national title. I mean, they're on the brink of it. Like, they are not going to get there, it looks like, but they are on the brink of it. I think they're really good right now, and I give Kelly a lot of uh, credit because I think he's coached great this year. I mean, this is not a talented uh, or as talented Notre Dame team, and he's got them playing really good. I know they played a soft schedule, all the stuff, but he's they're playing good football, and they've gotten better. That's a sign of a good coach, in my opinion. So, 
I actually do think Notre Dame would win a national title if they got Urban Meyer, and I think they can go hire Fickle. They can go hire the defensive coordinator. They can go hire uh, you name it. And I don't think they're going to win. I think it's a very hard job to win, but the one guy that could win a national title, there's more than one, but yeah. the one of the few guys that could do it, I really believe, is is, no, is uh, Urban Meyer. This could come across as a really naive question, but in terms of recruiting and in terms of, of getting football players to your program at Notre Dame, isn't more stringent in terms of to qualify to go to Notre Dame as opposed to other schools? Well, that was a problem for a long time. What happened is they, you know, Lou Holtz changed the game, and that's why yeah. they won a national title. One of the reasons yeah. is they got a few guys in that normally wouldn't get in. Mm -hmm. How many of those? Who knows? The free passes, if you will. And mm -hmm. that's, that's a bad way to say it. But you get what we're talking about. There is leniency on some of the people they brought in for the football yeah. program where really the rest of the program doesn't have that. I do think now that's been brought back. I think that's why we've seen success. There are a lot of people for years and years that never thought Notre Dame would be relevant again. Mm -hmm. Hats off to Brian Kelly, man. That guy made them relevant again. And many people thought that was not going to happen. The game had changed, and they were never going to do it. He made them relevant again. I mean, they've been good now for the last five or six years. Yeah, they, they haven't been able to win a national title. But if all you have is that they've made it to the Final Four and got waxed, well, guess what? They made it to the Final Four, and not many people thought they'd make it to the Final Four yeah. and have, like, one win, uh, one loss seasons. So, yes, to answer your question more succinctly, Yes, they would allow him to get people in that normally wouldn't get in to Notre Okay. Do you think they'd be open if Urban Meyer went there to joining a, a Power 5 conference? I think Urban might have say in, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, look at the keys that Shad Khan has handed over to Urban here. Mm -hmm. I think yes. I think if he wanted to, but mm -hmm. maybe he'd want to stay independent. And he thinks that's the best avenue to go. Yeah. And guess who's not playing a, national, uh, a conference championship game? And guess who, if they beat Cincinnati, would be in the Final Four without playing a conference championship game? No, sure, but I think at the same time, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think in terms of recruiting, like, I think those rivalry games, I mean, there's rivalry games in Notre Dame, I mean, USC and, and Stanford, but what has what that really meant the past decade? But I think but mostly like, because those teams stink. Well, no, for sure. But I think, like, it does mean something, to, you know, like, I'm going to the SEC, I'm going to the Big Ten, heck, I'm going to the Pac-12. Like, I don't know, maybe that's not a big deal to recruits. I think it is to some, though. Yeah, I, 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 listen, it might be. Yeah. But Notre Dame's Notre Dame. Sure. I can tell you this, Notre Dame is still Notre Dame. Okay. And uh, if you care about tradition, well, then Notre Dame's Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And not every kid cares about tradition or knows about tradition. Yeah. But if you are one of those kids and you're a proud college football traditionalist, well, then you know about Notre Dame. And putting on that uniform and walking through that tunnel and playing on that field, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Rudy's offside. That's all good. <laughs> it's all good, though. Uh -huh. Uh, it, listen, I believe it. I asked the question. Uh, he's not going. Like, I, I don't think he's going. And just because he said he's not going doesn't mean he's not going. We know how that works. <laughs> but I don't think he's going. But I think it's a curiosity is, if he did go, would they win big? And my answer is yes. <laughs> I think Urban Meyer would win a national title in the next, I don't know how long it would take, five, six years, whatever it might be. See, at I, Notre Dame. I think eventually he would, but I don't think in the first three or four years, I don't think yeah. he would win one match. Yeah, and then you start wondering would he stay after five or six years, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's been a little bit of his MO. All right, let's take a break. Tuesdays at Top Golf, we come back, we hear from James Robinson what he had to say about fumbling, about was he benched, about not playing as much as I want him to play. We asked him last night on Jags Report Live, and uh, James Robinson answered the question what he had to say. Coming up Tuesdays from Top Golf, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
isn't an indictment on Carlos Hyde or anybody else. It's really just a compliment to you. I, I can't get over this. I don't sleep well on Sunday nights <laughs> when you sit on the sideline for 16 plays. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. That is, actually was a good drive. Were you surprised you were on the sideline that long? Do you feel like you got benched coming off the fumble? Um, I don't feel like I got benched. I mean... I know it was, a, it was a mistake, and I mean, it's football and it happens, but uh, I'm not sure what was go really going on in the coach's head. For, I mean, having me on the sideline for the rest of the quarter, I mean, I'm not sure, but it looked like they were moving the ball pretty well, so they just kind of went with it. Oh, James Robinson taking the high road last night on Jags Report Live at Sneakers in Jack's Beach, 7 yeah. o'clock uh, each and every Monday. James joins us. By the way, I had a lot of fun last night. I had a middle school team over there from Providence, the Stallions uh, in the JDL League, and uh, he signed uh, all the autographs for the kids. It's, it was fun to, to have them out there. What a cool moment, too, I think, for him because I mean, he's an undrafted guy, and there's so much confidence from his family and him that he was going to make it to this stage. But you never know. And, and of course, he was undrafted, so there are a lot yeah. of non-believers. And right now, the big question in Jacksonville, are, are the ja is the Jacks coaching staff in the non-believer category on James Robinson? You just heard him say it. He said, I don't know what's going through their head in that situation. But he did acknowledge they were in a little bit of a rhythm on that drive. And so he gave him a, bit, a pass. He's not going to say anything that's like, oh, my gosh, right? I mean, he, he he's kind of doesn't say anything, oh, my gosh, anyway. <laughs> he's very, <laughs> man, a few words. Um, but he answers all the questions yesterday about it. I mean, we're sitting there. We we're kind of having a little fun with it. Um, he had a good game. You know, what's lost in all this is 115 yards of, of, yeah. of offense for James Robinson. Like, they need that, but they still could only produce 14 points given that situation. What were they, 11 of 18 or 11 of 19 on third down conversions? Like, that's really good for this football team. By the way, it's a lot of third down conversions, too. Uh, <laughs> so, the James Robinson took the high road. But I'm telling you, man, he's he knows, and he's the same way as we all are. He's got 20 touches in that game. He can do 25. Give me the football. Mm -hmm. And you know he wants the football more because I can tell you this, Mike's years of experience covering the Jags in football is every damn running back wants the ball. Of course. Some much might say it more than others. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> him because he's that good. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm not surprised by the answer. It's taking the high road. That seems to be who he is, and I got nothing but respect for that. But um, it's like I said, I mean, I... I saw how that played out in the sidelines and his reaction when, you know, Hyde was in and they couldn't convert and then Agumba Wally drops the ball. I mean, he, he was visibly frustrated as he should have been. Um, you know, we talked about this yesterday a lot and it can't be stressed enough. Guys like that, guys like James Robinson, whether you saw the talent when you got him as an undrafted free agent or you lucked into him, regardless, guys like that you got to take care of. You got to take care of in terms of, you know, giving him a second contract, but you got to take care of him in terms of making him happy, right? Because he's one of the good ones. And the last thing you want to do is for a guy like that to get frustrated. So hopefully, you know, and I say hopefully in quotes because I feel like we've had this conversation before about <laughs> him getting the football, but hopefully, you know, there can be more communication from Urban Meyer, from Babel, who's ever calling the shots, where it's like, hey, Let's get this James Robinson guy in a little more here because he's that good of a player and we need him to carry the team and carry the load. I'm not suggesting they should look at Twitter for the answers, okay? But mm. you have to at least acknowledge, if you're the Jags staff, if you're Bernie, again, this is what I say. 
It's not only Urban Meyer. They've got Daryl Bevel. They've got Brian Schottenheimer. They've got Bernie Parmalee, the running backs coach. I mean, you have voices. If you're too afraid to say something to Urban Meyer, then shame on you. I mean, that's part of the business. I can't imagine that's the case. We're not afraid to say it, and, and nobody should be afraid to say it. Give your best player the ball more. Have him in the game. And if you don't want to give it to him because you're on a pitch count, which he wasn't, but if you're, he told us he wasn't, it, it, that if you don't want to give it to him, then at least use him as a decoy. Sure. You know, if you want a Goombawale in the game, then run a package with James and a Goombawale in the game. Yeah. Because he is your best player. Who else at that stage of the game is making a defense think? Mm-hmm. Only James Robinson. Dan Arnold, by the way, was out of the game, and he had already been hurt. Yeah. So it's, this does not make sense, okay? And this is not the first time. Uh, we talked about it yesterday a lot. And just to reiterate, from the fact that they picked ETN, added high, they needed some more depth at, at running back. I don't mind that. As, but some people say, hey, this is a sign that they don't love James Robinson. Either or, right, on the depth chart, mm-hmm. all the way through August to start the year. Carlos Hyde or James Robinson. Are you kidding me? One of the best running backs in the league last year? He has to earn his job, his starting job? No way, man. That shouldn't have been the case. And then they didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. They passed it too much. They don't have him in the game on a fourth down play. They got Carlos Hyde in the game. He goes backwards. They don't have him in the game later on. Carlos Hyde fumbles the football when he's not in the game. Now this week, I mean, we have countless examples of what are you guys doing an offense that is struggling. I would have no beef if this offense was scoring 30 points a game, and that's what you're doing. But I just saw it last night with Washington, man. They gave it to Gibson 27 times. Yeah. And you know what? They used McKissick as well. Sure. They ran the football a lot. Yeah. But they gave it to their guy 27 times. Mm-hmm. Give it to our guy 27 times. No, absolutely. And, you know, schematically it makes sense, but competitively you put yourself at such a disadvantage because, like you said, I mean, when defensive coordinators right now are planning for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one, they're licking their chops and they're they're salivating because they're excited. But number two, James Robinson is the guy they got to focus on. When you're having your first, you know, meeting of, of the week and you're playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one priority, where's James Robinson? Stop James Robinson. Because with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence right now, teams do not fear Trevor Lawrence. Teams don't really fear Marvin Jones. Teams might have feared Dan Arnold a little bit, but now he's gone. Teams fear James Robinson. So when he's on the field, that gives you a competitive advantage. You're shooting yourself in the foot when you're trying to go to the red zone, when you're trying to capitalize on a score, and he's not out there. Yeah, Urban Meyer has to fix this, okay? Listen, Urban Meyer has a lot going on. There's a lot to overcome in that building and what he inherited. I appreciate that. I can respect that. But he's not making it any better when you take your best player off the field in critical times. And when we can pile on to the mess that it is in Jacksonville, and you're not winning. If you're winning, I can't have these conversations, like I said. But we can have these conversations. Avoid this stuff. Avoid the easy stuff. Control what you can control and put your guy in the game. He's ready to go. Either don't play him or play him. I'm to that point with James. Early on, three weeks ago, I was like, okay, you could tell he's a little sluggish. They're trying to work him back in. I even thought he looked a little like he was plodding along and didn't have explosiveness, and he told us that last night against San Francisco. But yesterday, uh, Sunday, man, it looked like he had some of that back, that push, and he told us that last night. Yeah, I had more of it. Meanwhile, the coach is sitting there on a podium saying, yeah, I didn't think he looked that explosive, and Carlos Hyde had more juice. Come on, man. No, that's not true. That is not true. You do not have to validate your signing of Carlos Hyde. He's a backup running back. That's fine. You don't need to validate it, guys. It's okay. What you do is need to validate your best offensive player. Make us happy. Make him happy. 
make the offense better. Simple as that. All right, we're going to take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We come back, we talk more football around the league. Who's the strangest team in the NFL right now? Like the team you just can't figure out. Who is that? Tuesdays from Top Golf. Coming back on ESPN 690. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.